1: Welcome to Halo's Heaven Radio. I am Jessica DeLine, and I am here with Jeffrey Tan. Hello, everyone. And Rahul Seti. Hello and welcome. And we are here to talk Angels Baseball, specifically reviewing performances from the past week. And then we are going to do a brief little look ahead to what to expect over the next week. So without further ado, let's jump right in to the past seven days and what the Angels look like this week. Um, what do you guys have for the Angels overall this past week and some of the better hitters that you saw?
2: First of all, we played the Yankees and the Royals. Um, the Yankees, without some of their best hitters, um, probably not, not a powerhouse in the AL at the moment, but we still couldn't beat them, uh, <laughs> except for the last game. And the Royals, obviously, are probably one of the worst teams in baseball, and we pulled out a serious win. So I would say it was a pretty disappointing week. All in all, I was expecting more, and we did deliver.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would, uh, in general, agree with that assessment. Um, I think if you're looking at hitters, the guy that really surprised me this week was Kevin Smith. Um, 353 on base. Now, I know he only played like 30 games last year, but he did really well. Um, so maybe we're starting to see some signs of life from him. So that's really exciting. Other than that, um, generally what we would expect from our hitters, um, Brian Goodwin is still continuing to be very, very good. Um, Cole Calhoun's getting there, uh, 951 OPS in the week. Uh, generally a pretty disappointing week overall, uh, but starting to see some good signs.
1: Okay. Let's stick with the good to begin with, and then we'll cover some of the bad, because there was certainly some of that when it came to offense and pitching. Um, I think David Fletcher was a standout this past week. Not only – I mean, he had the best average on the team. He had the best on base. He slugged 429, which is decent for him, but it's only because he had a triple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> triple in quotes.
1: But I, I, you, can't, you can't sleep on that guy. He can play around the field. He can hit. There's a lot of people who think he's not somebody who's really going to stick around, but I, I think he's here to stay.
0: Yeah. You know, I was saying this a few days ago, but I really think David Fletcher can be the best third baseman that we've had since David Freeze, and I don't think that's an understatement. He can play everywhere, um, and if you give him some reps and corner outfield slots, I'm sure he'll be just fine there as well. He can do everything.
2: I think you should be playing him every day because you can rotate now that because he can play left and obviously third, short, and second, you can rotate the off days. You can give Lestella some of the off days, and then you can also give Goodwin some of the off days with Cozart out. Now, I think Fletcher should be playing every day. If Goodwin's out, obviously you stick Fletcher in left. Uh, if Lestella's out, he can play the infield. but I think Fletcher should be in in the game, in the lineup every single day. And, one thing that uh, people on the game thread and around Halo's Heaven have been pointing out is that Fletcher has reverse splits, and he's hitting, I think, above 400 against righties right now, and sub 200 against lefties. Yet he's only in the lineup against lefties, which is something really interesting because supposedly Big Brain Brad passed the test that he was given. <laughs> so that's something I'd
1: like to see that test yeah. at this
2: point. <laughs> that's something to keep an eye on. I remember we had we had an article about the test, right?
1: <laughs> we we did. So yeah, I was I was one of the people who pointed out the David Fletcher splits initially because I was super frustrated that he was only hitting against lefties. It just seemed kind of ridiculous because he proved himself last year and he's proven himself again. Uh, there's, like you said, there's no reason he should sit. Last week he played six out of seven games, so that's at least hopefully a start to getting to where he needs to be. Yeah, looking
0: at his, his splits right now and he's hitting – 26 WRC plus against lefties and one, wow, 161 161 WRC plus against righties. So it makes no sense to play him against lefties and then not righties. Just, just play him everywhere <laughs> all the time.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Um. So some other goods from last week, uh, who do you guys have?
2: Jeffrey? Uh, we've got Cal, we've got Calhoun who's back in action. He homered in three straight games. Yeah. And he's driving the ball with a little bit more force. Hopefully he could keep focusing on uh, being selective with his pitches. And I guess since he has this resurgence for the foreseeable future, we'll be seeing him at leadoff against righties.
1: Yeah, I am okay with that against righties.
2: Also, four walks, which doesn't
0: happen for him anymore. So that's exciting, too.
1: Yeah, and he led the team in strikeouts, but I don't care when you have the <laughs> when you have the kind of week he did last week with three home runs, he had the three forty four on base. I'm okay with those eight strikeouts. Yeah. I can deal with that. Absolutely. Uh Simmons? Yeah. Simmons had a great
0: week. Nine hits in twenty nine at bats, as well as two walks. Um two home runs, two doubles, and in generally just driving the ball well and hitting it harder and now it's starting to find some holes um also a caught stealing which is interesting
2: <laughs> yeah he, he got caught stealing today he decided to go off uh the catcher Maldonado didn't start today um and it was a pretty good throw it was right on the money and they got him by a few feet uh, speaking uh, of
1: speaking of caught stealing Mike Trout Ooh. He is stealing bases lately. He stole three out of four attempts last week.
0: Pretty
2: good. And the one, yeah, he bagged third. He, he bagged third today. It was pretty impressive. For you gonna and say? the
0: one that he got caught stealing was off Gary Sanchez, who made the most perfect throw and the most accurate throw that you could possibly make. So that's exciting to also, see. Also, wasn't
2: him. it a mm-hmm. wasn't it a ball on a three-two count? Deborre, I think. Yeah. It was a ball, but they called it a yeah, strike. Yeah, that's the so one. He shouldn't. He shouldn't have been caught exactly. at all. Exactly. Really. You know, if we're really thinking about <laughs> it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so other goods, we kind of talked about Brian Goodwin a little bit. He still had a good week. It didn't really seem like it, but he had a 393 on base. Uh, he he did pretty decent last week, even though it wasn't uh, kind of in your face, so to speak. Yeah. Or walks.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's because. Yeah. I think it's because he was striking out a little bit more, but uh we'll see if he can keep it up.
1: Any other goods you guys have? I think Mike Trout was on the edge. He had a four twenty four on base. You can't put that in the myth.
0: But also no slugging though.
1: Well, he only had two forty and only one double, which isn't great, but a four twenty four on base is pretty insane.
0: That's true. He had
2: eight. And he, he did hit he Yeah. Yeah. And he did hit the ball hard a few times right at fielders. So uh, hopefully next week we see some regression back to the mean for Trout and he gets that OPS back up.
1: And do you guys have any other for the good before we get to the meh? We'll go to pitchers too, but I think there. I don't, I'm kind of torn on Tommy Lastello. Yeah. He only had 235, but he had a 350 on base. Uh, Not much else. No extra. Oh, he did have one home run.
0: He also drove in a few runs as well. So even though that doesn't really show up on the stat sheet, I think it's helpful in terms of situational hitting. So I think I'll give him the edge um, to good. To good? I'm on the fence as well. But if you can knock in some runners in scoring position, even though that's an out, maybe you take that.
2: Oh, uh, There's actually one more hitter that I see as having a good week, considering the circumstances. And it's going to be Trevor Cahill. I thought I thought his one at Wait, bat. bat. I his, one at, his his one at bat was great. He exceeded expectations. He had a couple good hacks and How he was nearly took out ball exceeding
1: up expectations.
2: Okay. Cuz he he, he 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 fouled it off a couple of times and it was That's, straight back. I thought he was like going to make solid contact. What was your contact. expectation
1: if a strikeout is exceeding it?
2: I thought he was going to flail around at pitches, especially since it was to end the game, you know, in the what was it, the 14th.
1: Uh, all right. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying that. Let's go on to the. Let's go on to the good pitchers.
2: Well, we'll see if they agree with me. Come on, come on. Voice your
1: support when in the we, comments when we post this podcast in the comments. If you think Cahill was not bad, are you saying he was myth or good?
2: I'm saying he was good. Yeah, you he bat. was
1: good. All right. And when it comes to yes. batting. All right. Okay. <laughs> let's let's move on to the pitchers. Who do we got?
0: Do we have pitchers?
1: We have pitchers. Who were the good? We, you know, we had some. I'm already. I'm looking at the top of the list. Uh, there were four guys with zero ERA and averages under 100 and WHIPs under 1.00.
2: Who are they? First of all, we had. Oh, okay. We could talk about the. We can talk about the perfect people. It's fine.
1: Let's talk about the perfect people. Let's talk about the three people I just mentioned. Four innings pitched. They all had a inning average against the under 100. They only gave up one hit in four innings, and they all had a WHIP of 0.75 or less. Luke Bard, Cam Bedrosian, and Noe Ramirez. If we had predicted that before the end of the, before the beginning of the week, none of us would have had that right.
2: Looks like Bard got tacked the loss, even though he had such a perfect ERA. So I guess I don't know. I don't know. They the had one hit he gave up.
1: 15 strikeouts yeah, in 12 innings. Those three guys.
2: Exciting. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> I know Cam opened twice and he he did well in those in those two innings. So maybe that's something would we be open yeah. to considering that in the future? I'll take whatever I can get at this point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as much as I've ragged on Cam Bedrosian in the past, and I certainly have. Um if he can keep doing that as an opener, I'm all for it. Maybe that's his gig.
0: Yeah, maybe. I'm I'm glad that we found a role that um accentuates his skill set
1: all right we had a couple <laughs> other guys with a zero era last week tyler skaggs
2: yeah and his return to the rotation he pitched five solid innings against the royals he seems to uh love pitching against them and he got the win
1: he sure did he had yeah he did a good job love to see that he continued to dominate the royals it's going to be interesting is did they face them again this year
2: i hope so <laughs> If they do, it'll be in it'll be in Anaheim.
1: I hope Skaggs pitches against. Them. He's never pitched against them in Anaheim. All four starts have been in Kansas City. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. So, I'd be curious to see what he does against them next time because he sure has a history with them now.
0: We do play the Royals again in in the middle of May. Oh, soon. Okay. So, ho- hopefully, it lines up for Skaggs because he. Yeah, I hope, him. hope so.
2: Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> he's not on his uh his uh, usual DL stint. the aisle aisle, aisle. yes sorry
1: (laughs) hopefully he's not in his injury rotation cycle
2: (laughs) 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 the last guy the last guy who was perfect was matt ramsey who making his major league (laughs) debut after seven years in the minors very impressive
1: it was it was just one inning but hey he did a good job he definitely looked like cody allen
2: yeah he had a good curveball so we'll see if he comes back I mean his his minors numbers don't look too good, but I like seeing him. Yeah, it was a blowout. It was fun. He got the outs, which Allen wasn't able to do. Oh yeah, Cody Allen.
1: <laughs> we'll get to him. <laughs> we will get to him. He's not he's not coming up in the good in my Matt, mind. But that is true. Um, even though his batting average against was pretty good, but let, let's talk about him later. All <laughs> right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump. Uh, there's a couple other good pitchers. I'm gonna to jump to Matt Harvey and I really wish Rick was here this week for this podcast because <laughs> <laughs> he loved Matt Harvey and then he hated him last week Matt Harvey had 13 innings pitched only three runs allowed.
0: Let's play a game. What do you think that Rick would say
2: if he was here
1: that it was a fluke probably
2: You <laughs> <laughs> would say they're faking they' they're, they're bamboozling us right now and loving him again Probably.
1: <laughs> He's like, "Don't fall yep. for it. Don't fall for it."
0: <laughs> Matt Harvey's ERA lowers
2: again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dark Knight's ERA lowers.
2: Yeah, what what do you think Rick would say? Comment, comment below. Comment below.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, we need to we need to know what you think Rick's comments would be. He he did. He had a pair of good starts. I was impressed. You
2: you know what the reason was behind his good starts? You want to know the real reason? Sure. It, it was it was my article. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yes, he saw the article and realized he had to perform better.
1: I'm sure that was it. Or he
2: read Brent's article. Nah, that was that was before that was before his last start, though I believe. So I don't know if that's the case.
1: Some of some of the guys on the team do read Halo Seven. I don't know if they listen to our podcast. If they do, hi. And oh, also, yeah. sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hello and
1: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome, and we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who else do we have for good pitchers?
0: Uh, Justin Anderson. Actually, no. I'm, I take that back. Where'd you
2: get? What do you see that's
0: good for Anderson? I saw a fielding independent pitching of one point four seven. Nah. Uh, oh. I now see the ERM
2: nine.
1: Yeah. Let's let's not do. That's too small a sample size for FIP.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Maybe he didn't give up a home run. I don't think. Yeah. So that that's probably why it's low. But. Mm-hmm. That's probably it. I think the last good guy is probably Felix Pena. Yeah, he
1: was Ooh. good.
2: Yeah. He had an opener, right?
1: Uh, I, I can he remember. did. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah, and he pitched five innings, only gave up uh, two runs, one earned, and only four hits, no walks. That's that's what we expect from him. And he was throwing the ball pretty well.
0: Mm-hmm. Felix Pena is one of those guys that I think I've said it on a podcast before, but he has the stuff to be the best Pitcher on this team, maybe aside from like maybe Buttry and Robles. Um, but his changeup is really, really good and hitters can't hit a lick against that. It's the problem of he doesn't have the stamina or endurance to go five, six, seven innings every single time. And even though managers don't try to avoid that third time of the order, I think Felix Pena is better served, maybe. Um, maybe following an opener like Cam Bedrosian or, or someone else, or maybe playing in long relief where the Angels could really use that skill set better than what they're currently doing.
1: That's fair. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they should. They should look into that, um, especially when we get Heaney back, Tropiano if he ever returns to the majors. We we well, I mean, a lot of starters is a good thing, and we haven't had that. So we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think there was another good pitcher.
0: Hansel Robles?
1: Um, Maybe two more good pitchers. Cole was pretty good last week. You guys not seeing that? Three innings, one hit, one run allowed. Three strikeouts.
0: That's true. It it did come in in sort of like garbage time.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I mean, not necessarily garbage time, but extra innings against the Yankees a really bad Yankees lineup. So I guess I'll toss him in good, but I wasn't thoroughly impressed with his stuff. Um, so he probably falls more into the meh column for me okay. personally.
1: But Robles who would put in the good?
0: Yeah. Okay. Robles was amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I also, by the way, I really enjoy his entrance uh, video.
1: Yeah, that's pretty great. <laughs> I hope he pitches when I go there on Tuesday. Hopefully. I hope he saves the game for uh, <laughs> Cannon, even though Vlad Guerrero is going to be there. But
0: did you guys see him uh, blocking the plate today? <laughs> no, in the ninth inning.
2: <laughs> yeah, with, with with his tackle, he tackled that the dude at home pretty much. I love it.
0: He totally blocked the runners, uh, the runners' path to the to the plate, like completely. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Fabulous.
1: All right, let's talk about the miss. There's probably a few of them that are kind of in that middle ground. Um Renhifo, his his debut was probably a little meh. Which, I mean, given the fact that he was a rookie, it's probably good. Right. But looking at overall performance with a two thirty one average, three strikeouts in four games, it's probably a little meh. Yeah, I think
0: that's fair. I think in general, I think he was making. I think he had the right approach. Um, so I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, in terms of meh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I'm, Go ahead, Jeffrey. I'm impressed with what I saw. He just wasn't great last week.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think in the small sample size, he, he did a couple calls, went against him, like close strikes in the first two games that I saw. And also his defense, he's been turning double plays really quickly. His hands are good. And he's definitely a better second baseman than La which is a low bar to clear, admittedly. But I think I think he could be something special.
1: I think so too. I'm looking forward to seeing more of him.
0: Yeah, hopefully he has some arm strength and he can double at maybe shortstop or third base for a few uh, few games here and there.
1: Yeah, and I think we had one more man, the hitters, before we get to the bad ones, and that was Fulhos. I mean, he he made some milestones this week for sure, <laughs> but he only hit two oh eight over the past week, which is not great. I mean, he's borderline. He was borderline bad last week, right? He was bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not pull any punches. Yeah, you, you have to, you have to, you have
2: to recognize that his stats were kind of buoyed by a couple two hits today. But the first one was kind of a grounder to third that really should have been caught, and just somehow went under the glove of Gutierrez, a third baseman, and he got two RBIs that way. But that was probably an inning ending double play in the first inning. And the second one was a flare out the center that dropped before anyone could get it. So it wasn't he wasn't hitting the ball too hard, at least in the later part of the week. Um but I don't know. He still he still looks good. He still looks better than he has the past two years. Yeah. And he's still gonna get at bats. He's still he's still gonna get at bats, so I'm I'm hopeful he can continue his around seven fifty OPS maybe hitting a home run every few games. Uh, And just a bunch of singles.
0: I think 750 OPS is pretty optimistic. But uh, at this point, I'll take a 700. I'll take a 730. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Well, he he was there at the first couple of weeks. Let's see if he can can get back to that.
1: So I I don't think there's any meh pitchers. We can debate that when we get to them. But let's finish out the hitters with the bad. And I want to talk a little bit about the situation at first base DH. Because Bohr was terrible last week. Right? He had seven RBIs, but he hit 105, 105. So he yeah. was kind of in the right place at the a right grand... time. But Bohr and Pulhos are going to compete for at bats with Otani, right?
0: Yeah, I would think so. He hit a three run home run today, um, and he had a grand slam a few days ago. So that's where the seven RBIs come from. But aside from those two plate appearances, he's been absolutely awful. Um, just. Two hits, and those two hits so were the Rick home would runs. So Rick appreciate this, because Tommy
1: Lastala <laughs> had this, was it last week or the week before? His batted, palm, batted ball and play was zero last week, right? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. his only hits went out of the
0: Right. And I think the most disappointing thing about Justin Bohr is that in most of his plate appearances, I want to say that he's had either a runner on base or multiple runners on base. And he still hasn't been able to, to cash him in or even um, be patient this week. Um, so really, last week was good for him, last last week. But this week has not been good at all. And I'm really starting to worry about him because it seems like he's only hitting those obvious pitches. Um, but everything else is a struggle for him. Um, so we'll see what happens
1: for a little bit there, but it's dying off again. And if he is terrible this year, I hate to say, I told you so, but (laughs) I will say that later.
2: (laughs) Jessica, I want to, I want to touch on something you said, because you, you, you said that Pujols and Otani would compete for at bats, which you don't think he's going to be designated for assignment when Otani comes back. The
0: Angels are too
2: patient of an
1: organization to yeah, do that to think, anyone. Yeah, I think Rahul there just nailed it exactly.
2: The, the, then what would we do? Would we carry one fewer position player or one fewer pitcher? Because we'd be basically, we'd have three first base slash DH. Yes,
1: I, I think a little bit of both. And that's one of the reasons why I didn't like the Boer signing in the first place. I think some weeks will probably carry one fewer pitcher and some weeks will carry one fewer position player.
0: Remember in twenty fourteen, um when we had Pujols at, at first base, but we also had CJ Crone at DH. Um but at the same time we also had Raul Ibanez who couldn't play at all. <laughs> so I think it's sort of <laughs> that situation where instead of not being able to play defense, Bohr can't hit. Um and then <laughs> Otani can't play the field. <laughs> so it's gonna be an interesting situation how they navigate all of this, but I definitely believe that they will not DFA Justin Bohr just because they, they see something in him or they think they can get him back to a point where he can at least um, OBP the league average and knock in some some runs
2: here and there. Is it
1: possible that they signed Bohr to fill in until Latani came back?
2: Ooh. I don't think so because he does have the one year of control and I think he is a perfect candidate for if Otani was pitching. You know, he he can he can play on the days that Otani doesn't hit and Pools can DH and then he would just slide to the bench when Otani was DHing at Poulos at first. But this year that's not the case. And I think maybe they were hoping that he would be able to do that next year. But we also have some prospects. So I'm not really sure actually. The answer is I don't know. That was a long way of saying I don't know.
1: I- I think it's an interesting question because they didn't really pay Bohr a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And it's it's possible they knew Otani was going to be out a couple months and they're like, let's pay, what is he making, like two or three million?
2: Yeah, not a lot compared to Harvey Allen.
1: Let's pay him two or three million. And if he sticks, we'll make it work. And if he sucks, we'll Otani's there. Right? But, I mean, but you need somebody because Pujols can only play first base so much too. Yeah.
0: So. Interesting question. I don't know that I have the answer to that either.
1: Um I wanna ask uh Billy Epper and see if he'd be honest <laughs> if he wouldn't, but <laughs> I'd love to pick his brain on that one and have him be honest with it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So other bats on the offense. Kozart is was not, not good. He only had five at bats, but yeah.
2: I, I have no idea. Why they didn't put him on the aisle after he got kind of kneed in the head. That was weird.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and then he he sat out Tuesday. He was in the lineup Wednesday, and now he's back on the DL.
1: That, to me, speaks – I don't know. I've had problems with the medical staff and trainers for several years, and that just looks like another bad mark on their record.
0: Yeah. I don't really have anything to say about that, but he – he should not have been playing in general just because of performance. So why are you just mm-hmm. throwing him out there like just for fun or like?
2: <laughs> I, I don't just understand. <laughs> the other thing was he was on Monday, he was the last out against Chapman um, when we were down a That's run. right. And and he, he managed to get hit by the pitch, which was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, not cool <laughs> in the sense that. Well, he got hit by the pitch, but it was cool in the sense that he didn't make an out, and we kept the game alive for at least two more innings. But other than that, I don't I don't think he had much production. I know Jeff Fletcher has been saying that he's been making harder contact recently, but it so far hasn't translated to results. Yeah. And- yeah.
0: Here's the thing about hard contact. It doesn't really matter how hard you hit it if you hit it right to the third baseman. And it seems like every time that Albert Pujols has got into a hot streak or something, Or like when he looks like he's about to, he always hits it to the left side, right at the fielder at Mm -hmm. maybe 105, 110 miles per hour. It doesn't matter how hard you hit it if you hit it right to their glove. And I think that's what Zach Kozart is doing when he does hit it hard. And when he doesn't, it's an easy out anyways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just not, not looking good for Kozart. So... Somebody, I don't think LaCroix has been on the bad all season so far, but.
2: Oh, he's, he's bad. He, he's last bad Last week now, he was yeah. two
1: for 19 offensively and like 0 for 85 defensively. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't look good defensively, right? He hasn't all year, but. His,
2: no, it was magnified. had his
1: bat. He just uh, had one home run this year, this week and that was about it. Well,
0: I don't know if he's really had his bat because he's hitting well for singles but he doesn't walk and he doesn't hit for power even doubles he doesn't really do doubles <laughs> so
2: and he didn't really do singles this yeah. week either
1: he doesn't do doubles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah so i
1: don't like doubles i just don't do them
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad that he's at least making his slash line a bit less empty this week by adding three walks But (laughs) that's, that's really about all I have to say about John, Jonathan Lucroy. I'm glad that Kevin Smith has started to hit. And I hope that even though Kevin Smith is not, probably not a good defensive backstop, that he can at least least give us some Hmm. holistic offensive production. Um, Yeah. But Jonathan Lucroy, if he's not hitting singles, I don't want to see him playing. And that was the case this week.
2: (laughs) The thing, the thing, the thing with, the thing with, people not people <laughs> the thing with players is that lucroy is not bad enough to the point that people notice and they point us at, at his stats and go wow how can you play someone with stats that bad and the defense it's not going to be i mean it seems like lucroy makes a defensive mistake every day but the thing with defense is it comes and goes you don't notice it most of the time and it's it's kind of there in the background. And it's not like Borges or Cozart or Abanez or Espinosa or the other people we've been clamoring for the for the front office to move on from for in the past few years and even this year. Lucroy is just being below average and not to the point where it's noticeable. And I think that at this rate, we're probably going to see him for the majority of the year. and That's kind of – that's frightening if if we want to – kind of get back in this thing
1: yeah I was I was in our, when we talked about this all this stuff preseason I was content with trying to roll with maybe Kevin Smith and another catcher and spending money elsewhere maybe pitching instead of on a catcher but uh oh well we have LaCroix, so here we go <laughs> here we go
2: <laughs> here we go we've been we've been we've been spoiled the past few years by Maldonado
1: defensively yes. <laughs> So one more bad uh, position player before we get into the pitchers, unless you count Trevor Cahill's 0-for-1 hitting, which was bad, even though you... Good. (laughs) Um, Borges continues to look pretty terrible and can't wait for Hermosillo or somebody to come back.
0: I'll tell you what, though. He's pretty good at second base. (laughs) Small sample size. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say that he, he corralled the ball into his glove, and then it popped out, and then he picked it up, and he fired the first base, and before the ball even got there, he he um, sort of fist-pumped in the air. He was like, I did
1: it, I did it. So that was probably his highlight of the year. So,
2: <laughs> I, think, I think there was an expletive in there as well.
1: well there might have been. So how many balls were hit at him, just the one? At second base? Yeah. Uh, I think so, Yeah. Okay, so yeah.
2: Yeah, just that one because they kept they kept flopping him to so third. So you don't get a much smaller impact. sample
1: size. Than that. <laughs> that was a good play, though. That's true. All right, let's talk about the bad pitchers from last week. There were Where a bunch we- of them. I'm going to go with the worst of the worst. I, you guys are probably looking at the stats, but we had a pitcher last week with a 37.80 ERA. That sounds bad. It's, it's, it's bad. A 667 batting average against. Is that bad? Yes. <laughs> Is it bad to give up 10 hits in 1.2 innings? Jeffrey can tell us about the whip. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> wouldn't you? I'm sorry. I didn't watch that inning, that particular inning. I watched that game, but I missed that inning. Lucky. Wouldn't, wouldn't you pull him before those? He gave up eight hits and how many runs that inning? We're talking about Jaime Berea, right? I hope so. <laughs> the, I mean, it was a hit parade. What was Brad Ausmus thinking?
0: I have no idea. Jeffrey, did you end up watching that game?
2: Wait, he uh, – what was I doing? This so was yesterday. It was yesterday. I, I don't remember what I was doing. But 10 hits seems yeah. like a lot. I don't think it got – I don't think it got to 10 hits. Wow, it really it, did. It get...
1: it, 10 hits. He gave yeah. up two hits in his first inning pitch. and in his second inning pitch, he gave up six hits to start off the inning. And he stayed in the game.
2: It, it, was the third, it, it was the third inning, so I guess – yeah. I don't know if anyone was ready. I'm not I'm not sure what happened there. I wasn't I don't think I was watching.
1: I don't think anybody was ready either, but I'm sorry when you give up that many hits in a row, stall somehow. Be creative. Come on. You need to pull him.
0: At that point, just tell him to like throw curveballs really far outside. So it takes up as much time as possible. And then try to work in yeah. at least one mound visit into there. <laughs> <laughs> so. There
1: were also three mound visits that any. Oh, oh boy! (laughs) But I I mean, the third was the pitcher replacement, but right, right. Uh,
2: I think I think what Rick was saying was really interesting. How now that he's throwing his off speed, his out pitches more often, it's not fooling hitters as much as whereas last year he was using the fastball to set up the out pitches, and that was mostly effective. But you can just tell he he's the type of pitcher who he doesn't have an out pitch. He doesn't have he can't get the strikeouts when he needs to. That leads to twenty-one pitch up bats with Brandon Belt. And that leads to situations like this when if everyone's making good contact and it's falling, it's it, the trade's gonna keep rolling away from you.
1: That's true. I mean Berea is one of these guys that want to be successful, but watching him pitch all last year, I don't know how he ended up with a three something ERA. Because of that reason, he does yeah, he doesn't have the out pitch, he's not dominating. He somehow makes it work. Most of the time, but this year he's had a rough go at it.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with that. He's always flirted with trouble. um, And sometimes trouble bites him back. And looking at his ERA is not great. Um, He doesn't walk guys a lot, but when you're giving up contact as hard as that, and you're not being deceptive enough to make guys not swing, or, or as a versus a swing and miss then that creates a real problem for you because the more pitches you throw in the strike zone the worse that your results are going to be if that makes sense so I think that's really where Jaime Brea is right now and it's up to him to to go to the drawing board and come up with something better because what he's got isn't going to be enough clearly
2: yeah yeah, I think with Heaney, hopefully come, if Heaney comes back soon and if Canning doesn't doesn't do terrible and he continues to be in the rotation, I think we might not see Berea for a long time back in the majors.
0: Mm, yeah, that's possible. We'll, we'll yeah. see, because he, he clearly doesn't have the doesn't have the out pitches to be a reliever in a short role. And probably in the long relief role, then you're kind of flipping a coin whether he's gonna be good or bad. Um so at this point, you probably send him down and get him to work on something.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's, he's down right yeah.
1: now. How about how about that new guy, Sam Freeman? I
2: did. I don't think I saw his appearance because I saw that he'd been designated for assignment. And I said, wait, did he pitch? He cleared <laughs>
1: waivers, too. Nobody wanted him.
2: Well, we could call him back up again anytime we want. Yeah, he's back
1: want. in Salt Lake. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Siding. It is interesting that the Angels will... Um, call up a guy from AAA and then send him down the next day, but use him in that night's game and use his arm as much as possible, then send him down immediately. So I know that they've got a lot of games in a row, um, but at the same time, you want to be making sure that you're using the optimal relief piece in that situation. And I'm not sure that the angels are doing that just because they're trying to maximize um the health of their arms, so I'm not sure that the two are going to work in tandem with each other. So I think that's that's an interesting uh, that's an interesting nuance that we've yet to talk about.
1: That that's a great point, and I think uh, it probably we can talk about that a lot more. But yeah, they're looking more at the mathematics behind it, the probability behind it. Who's going to give you innings? Uh, instead of some of that deeper stuff that you were just addressing. So that's probably, we could do a whole podcast on that or an article or something. Yeah. that's a
0: good point that you brought up. I'm sure if Rick was here, he would, he would, he would make this very intellectual. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, definitely. While provoking half
1: the people in the in, in the process. Leave a
0: comment if, if uh, this idea intrigues you and you think Rick should do a podcast on this.
1: <laughs> yes, I love it. But yeah, it's definitely a Billy Epler strategy and he utilizes bullpens a little bit differently than I've seen with some of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So Sam Freeman was DFA'd. Nobody wanted him back in Salt Lake. Buttrey had a little bit of a rough week last week, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, gave up his first runs of the season. Um, it was a rough outing today and a rough outing a couple days ago. And, you know, I don't think he's being overused at the moment per se, but I know people have. What are you guys' thoughts on that?
0: I think he's fine. I think the, the bigger issue is that he's just had so many appearances. It's not the volume of the pitches, I think, but it's like the frequency that he's being used. Um, just because every time, every time you call a guy to the game, he's not only throwing, say, the 15, 20 pitches that inning, he's throwing a lot of pitches in the bullpen and to warm up as well. So if you warm a guy up and he doesn't come into the game, then you use him tomorrow. Not only are you counting the 15, 20 pitches, you're counting the warm up pitches that day and the day before too. So I think the fact that he has that many appearances is showing that the angels don't have other arms like him, um, and they're bringing him in too frequently, and it's causing his mechanics to—I um, won't say mechanics because that's a pretty um, strong word usage—but I will say that it's uh, decreasing his effectiveness for sure.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that.
0: What are your thoughts on that, Jeffrey?
1: I think
2: I, I think his his usage has been fine, honestly. He's, uh, I think, I don't, I don't think it's been that many times he's pitched back to back. I don't think he's warmed up and not come in in too many games. Um, we have only five games this week, a couple off days, and if he only pitched twice this week, I'd be comfortable with that. Um, it's something to monitor going forward, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's something we should be overly stressing at the moment. I think, I think, well, I don't want to say they I think they know what they're doing because of all the injuries in the past, but <laughs> I, I I don't think they have no plan for his usage is what I'm saying. And I think I don't know, I'm going to, I'm going to have faith at the moment, have faith, faith in the, in the management.
1: And here's a good segue. Speaking of faith, you have faith that the angels are going to have a good closer this year because Cody Allen lost his closing job.
2: Yeah. I don't think we're going to have, a set close I think Robles will get a lot of the opportunities and his rising fastball is truly amazing to watch mm-hmm. there was there was clearly something wrong with Allen when he couldn't throw anything in the strike zone and hopefully he gets that sorted out uh, hopefully it's the injury that's causing that and he uh, gets that sorted out maybe does a couple of rehab games and then comes back and is strong for us in terms of the closer mm-hmm I mean, we've always thought that it's better not to have a set closer, right? And now that we don't, as long as we hold lead, as long as we win games, I'm not going to stress out about it.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think generally I'm in the same boat as Jeffrey. Um, I think in terms of if you're looking at the guy with the best stuff, then that's Butchery for sure. But we need him to bridge the gap to get to the ninth inning in the first place. Um, and so in general, I think I'm in the same boat as that, just – Get to the ninth inning, however possible, and then use the best reliever for that situation in the ninth inning. Just depending on does your opponent have two, three, four coming up, or do they have, say, six, seven, eight, or, or five, six, seven? Um, then just make sure you look at what's the probability of this guy getting a hit. Um, and who's really the guy coming in the lineup? And then make a decision based on that as opposed to a set role, which sort of locks you in and takes out that guy from being used in a better situation earlier in the game.
1: All right, so we have a couple more of bad pitchers to cover. How do, how long do you think Chris Stratton's going to be around? Because he had another terrible week. Two more weeks? He was terrible. Two more weeks. Again. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, he struck he strike out 10 in seven innings, but he also gave up 13 hits and a pair of walks.
2: I think Berea saved his job, honestly, with his appearance yesterday.
0: Quite possibly. I mean, Chris Stratton has shown little to no progression in his starts from each each start to the next. I really haven't seen any improvement. Have you, have you guys seen that?
2: I can't say I've seen much from Stratton. That, that impresses me. Um, he's... I mean, thirteen hits and in seven point one innings. He's still at a plus two two whip, and I, I don't know how he hasn't been hit harder, because I know it's he has a seven point three six ERA for for the week and around that for the year, and it still amazes me how he can be putting two runners on on average per inning, and not be allowing more runs. I mean, it's crazy. I, I think the stats do yeah are an accurate reflection. Of the way he's pitching, and that's a problem. We we can't we can't throw Stratton out there um, in games that we expect to win. Yeah, I think also who else was there this week? Justin Anderson.
0: That's right. Justin Anderson uh, made three appearances, pitched three innings, gave up three runs. Um, his batting average against was three thirty three, and his ERA was nine.
2: Yeah, he was in generally not great. Yeah, I think he he still is experiencing some of the the wild issues. Like he's putting hitters into hitters counts, and then they're feasting off pitches when they can get them. That's something he needs to work on. But he still has one of the better arms in the bullpen, and I definitely feel more comfortable seeing him than, say, Garcia, who we'll talk about in a few minutes, or Allen right now, or Freeman. So, I mean, he's going to get the opportunities. Even though he has options, he's going to get opportunities, and I hope he can step up to the plate and improve on last season.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I just think his mechanics are out of whack right now, and he's sort of throwing as opposed to pitching. Um, so hopefully he can get that squared away and, and get back to where he was last year or even earlier in the season.
2: That, that's always the hope. I think the final pitcher that we haven't talked about is Lurie Garcia. Luis Garcia. Scratch that. I got. I, I, I <laughs> inventing players. No, no. He's he's a player for the White Sox. Google it. Lurie Garcia. Yeah, he? he's an outfielder. I think. All right. Sure enough, he is on the White yeah, Sox. I was following the White Sox today. I think for fantasy purposes, and I, I mix them up. But Luis Garcia, he was extremely wild this week, as usual. Yeah, and and this week he couldn't he couldn't keep the couldn't keep the runs off the board. He had four walks in just two innings, and it was a problem.
0: Yeah, I think in general, if you can't find the strike zone, then it is definitely a problem. Um, I think Luis Garcia is really great at inducing sinkers, but at the same time, he can't... Inducing ground balls,
2: excuse me. <laughs> induce a um, sinker. The hitter picks it up
0: and <laughs> throws a sinker back at the picture. Hey, that's what it's called when uh, Jonathan Lucroy throws it to second base.
2: Yes, a change-up.
0: <laughs> um, in general, I think it's a bad idea to put a pitcher out there who can't find the strike zone. Um, but even worse, leave him there um, without having some sort of mound visit. I think I'm not sure what the problem is with Garcia, but in general, he's very erratic and wild. Um, and on the year, his uh, strike-up per nine is under four. And his walks per nine is over eight. Um, so my hope would, that would be for that those two to switch. But at this point, um, I am not very optimistic about that at all. I do not think that he's a good pitcher. Um, he definitely has good stuff, but I don't think that he can corral it. And I would not put him in a game right now unless it's a garbage
2: time game. Yeah, there, there's, there's probably a lot of pitchers on our roster right now that you could say that for, and that's that's a little disappointing.
1: Yeah. All right, that being said, let's jump into some of the guys on the 40-man roster and how they performed over the past week. So the way we're going to do this is I'm going to give you guys some stats, and then you're going to say good, bad, or myth, and then I'll tell you who they are. Sound good? Sounds yep. good. All right, so the first one, 4.1 innings pitched, four hits, three runs allowed, four walks. That sounds bad. It's bad.
2: (laughs) I'm going to put that in the bad. That's a pretty surefire bad.
1: I'm going to clarify, now that I've told you the stats, it's Jake Jewell. He was pretty good, Mm. except for yesterday he allowed three runs and two innings. The previous two appearances, he didn't allow any runs.
2: All right, so some clean appearances for him. I hope to see him back in Anaheim soon.
1: Yep, and he just got beat up in his last appearance, but he's been, you know what? He's been okay this year. He's given up nine hits and in seven innings, which isn't fantastic, but he's given up a lot of a lot of base runners. All right, so mm-hmm. the next one is 3.2 innings pitched, six hits, six strikeouts, two runs allowed.
2: That's borderline yeah. meh bad. I still say bad. I'll probably say meh. I would go meh. Isn't that like a six isn't that a six ERA? A slightly under six, I guess.
1: Uh yeah, it's math for our 5. team. 5.2 ish. I
2: don't know. <laughs> I, can't, I can't math.
1: It was, yeah. Dylan, it was Dylan Peters, for the record.
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. The one lefty. Okay. I
1: think that's a myth to bad. Yeah. Sure. All right. Matt Ramsey, I'm going to give you the name here because we already called him out in, in the major league roster. But he actually pitched two innings in Salt Lake last week with no hits, no runs, no walks, and two strikeouts.
2: Beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Beautiful. That is good. That's great. Continues his good streak. So
1: he was good overall because we already called him good for the major league team. Yeah. All right. We have 4.1 innings pitched, 7 hits, 5 runs allowed, 4 strikeouts. Dad? 7 runs and 4 innings? 7 hits and 5 runs, yes.
0: Oh. oh is that so Chris far.
1: Stratton?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Tropicana? Yeah, I was going to say, does it, does it
1: help if it's a rehab start?
2: No. <laughs> yeah, I was saying relievers don't usually get to pitch four plus innings in a week. So that was the key. Is it Tropiano?
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was his rehab start against Yikes. Albuquerque. Mm. All right. That was not, not great. So we'll see what he does next time around. All right. We have a position player who only had, well, when did the last week start? On the 21st. So he had three hits in 19 at-bats, one home run. Sounds like
2: Taylor Ward if I ever. Heard uh, it.
1: Really wrong catcher. Oh wait, he's not a catcher anymore.
2: <laughs> oh. Jose Briseño
1: <laughs> Yep. Yeah, not a great week. He hasn't been having a real fantastic season. Been okay.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'd still rather see him than Lucroy.
1: Yeah, same. Um, okay. Because of his defense. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: know,
0: Martin Maldonado has like a forty WRC plus and he has a zero war. Whereas Lucroy is negative point two war and he's hitting two ninety. <laughs>
1: All right. somebody somebody pull out your calculator do you have a calculator ready no nine hits oh okay 25 at bats what's that average 36
2: 360 just multiply
1: by four all right so also two home runs
2: okay a Very stolen good.
1: base and a pair of walks.
2: can i guess is it
0: matt dice
1: it is not he's not on the 40-man roster you did this like a couple weeks ago
2: <laughs> oh really
1: <Yeah. laughs> he's not on the 40-man roster that uh, is.
2: Your, it would help
1: if you. That have, is your
2: Taylor. It would help if you had the Taylor, Taylor Ward. Ward? It help if you had the roster open, Raúl. I have the roster open. This is where I'd it it die. All right, fine. Oh, Ward hit, Ward hit pretty well. Yeah. then.
1: yeah, he did. He's tearing up Triple A, but um, okay, let's leave it at that. All right, one more. <laughs> we got we got one more. Um, let's. Uh, let's. Oh, two. St- Nine innings last week. Over two starts, six runs allowed, ten hits. That's meh. Ooh.
2: That's that's two quality starts. That's pretty meh to me.
1: Yeah, twelve strikeouts at least. Okay. By process,
2: <laughs> by process of elimination, I see Suarez. Yeah, I'm gonna go Suarez as well.
1: Is he on the forty man?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: <sighs> it was not him. All right,
0: so then, then it uh,
2: must be scrolling, scrolling, <laughs> scrolling. It was,
1: it was. It was Madero uh, who pitched once for IE and once for, for the Bay Bears since he got promoted. He got... Oh, yeah. He got he got the promotion to yeah. Alabama. He got lit up a bit when he promoted, though. He is exciting. <laughs>
0: um, but I would say that's pretty mad to bad.
1: Okay. And, and I missed Torres. Why am I not seeing his stats anywhere? Does anybody have that?
2: Is he still injured?
1: Maybe that's why. He's not on the bees roster.
2: Oh, he's not? Oh. No. So he's just
0: in limbo maybe is, he's an extended spring training is he injured he might be in, in extended
1: yeah that's where he i think that's where he went
0: yeah because he hasn't played this year actually so that probably explains it
1: oh interesting yeah he has not you are correct and he oh he's injured right because he's on the bees right now he's not an extended spring training
0: yeah that's correct
1: all right so that wraps up last week hopefully we'll be able to talk about Suarez soon Let's talk about what we can expect this week. Because our predictions for last week, I think it was just Rick and I on the call. I think I said four and three, and he was super os- optimistic at six and one.
2: Neither <laughs> oh, of us were. correct. Uh, uh, no, no, we
1: had
2: three wins. Three and four?
1: His theory was that the Angels have three a four, great yeah. week, then a bad week, then a great week, then a bad week. But that theory has been no bust, <laughs> busted. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> so, what is what do we look forward to next week? Well, let's go through the starters.
2: Well, we have we have the Blue Jays at home for three, and then we have the Astros at in quotes home for two, but it's actually it's actually right. in Mexico,
1: Monterey. Yep, that'll be interesting. So, the Blue Jay series is super exciting for multiple reasons. Why? Canning number one. Yes, Canning's debut on Tuesday. Absolutely, and
0: probably one A is Vlad Jr.
1: Definitely. I mean, it's also bittersweet because let's not get into it. But the angels don't have it. That is correct. Yeah,
2: I think your your dog agrees that it's bittersweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, and you can't make me. So that's final.
1: No, I, I can't. I mean, he's not an angel, so we're not going to talk about him too much. But, yeah, he's going to be here, so we get to see him. I'm sure his dad's going to be there watching him play. That's right. So he'll be in the house. Angel definitely. Hall
2: of Famer, Vladimir Guerrero. Yep. Senior that's now. That's true. senior. That's true. Yeah. But w- with Canning, Pena, and Skaggs, I think those are three quality pitchers. And I think we have a chance to take the series. That, that's that's what I look forward yeah, to. I, I yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: how about uh, the Astros in Mexico? Oh, losses. I
2: think I think we have Cahill and Harvey lined up. That's what I think is going on.
1: So not good. <laughs> I'm going to go with no. <laughs> that is
2: not good. I think uh, if Harvey can keep keep up his resurgence, but knowing him, mm-hmm. he'll probably have a bad start after his good two. We'll, All we'll right. see. So it. there's
1: five games next week. What do you guys expect? For the Angels?
2: I'm going to go with
1: 3-2. I am going to go... 3-2.
2: and two. I'm
0: going to go with 2-3. and three. I think they will Boo. lose both of the Astros games for obvious reasons. Um, just making the Astros look really good in Mexico. That's the reason. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I think they're definitely going to drop the Peña game in Toronto. Um, huh. Just because... The just relief relief pitching will be bad. So that's my that's my guess. Two okay. and three.
1: I'm going two and three as well for the pretty much same reason. Not necessarily the Pena game, but I think we'll take two out of three in against Toronto and the Astros are gonna beat us both games in Mexico. Cool. Two and two and three it is. Jeffrey, I don't know, three and two. You're just being you're the optimistic one of the bunch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we gotta win. Win win time. It's win time. What is
0: our record? 11 and 17? 12 and uh, 17 12 after now today. Win today.
2: yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So the best we can finish April with is 13 and 17. Four games under 500. Yikes.
2: So usual. A <laughs> usual, usual Mike social April. Nothing has changed, guys. Nothing has nope, changed. We just
1: have a younger version of Mike sosha Except he went to Dartmouth.
2: Yes. And, and after after spring training is over, we'll be really good starting on May 1st. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, at least we have the Tigers coming up on May 7th. That's true. Exactly,
2: will be excellent. By
1: the way, let's uh, sorry.
0: Let's talk about uh, Otani coming back for a little bit. Yes. Do we, do we know uh, what's the timeline on that?
2: I think. I think I. I think I think I said May twentieth. So I'm going to stick with that because it it makes sense and because I want to be right.
1: <laughs> I said <laughs> April thirtieth because I think he's probably ready now, but I don't think the team is going to let him come back.
0: Yeah, I don't remember um, what day I said I predicted, um, but I see something from um, Jeff Fletcher that says he will not make his debut during um, this homestand. So April 30th to May 5th. Mm -hmm. Not sure about the future timeline, um, but it sounds like maybe somewhere in the middle of May is where he's going to come back. So fingers crossed that it goes well and perhaps he comes back sooner than that. Um, But we'll see.
1: Yeah, I hope he comes back sooner. But yeah, maybe he comes back in the minnesota series may 13th or the may 17th homestand which lasts through the rest of the month uh almost
2: we- yeah i'm gonna revise i'm gonna revise my prediction to the 17th because i don't think yeah he's probably not going to travel if it if he doesn't know when he's going to play so i'm gonna i'm gonna say the
1: 17th did you do we have that recorded mm. <laughs> we got it we got it we got that's the what evidence. i
0: said like mm. a few weeks ago i said the 17th against the royals at home so I'm, I'm going to stick with that. We do. We have it recorded. <laughs> comment comment below if if you remember me saying that. <laughs> All
1: right, but how awesome would that have been if you came back on Tuesday? Otani, Griffith, Griffin Canning starting, Vlad Jr. in town. That would have been a pretty great game to be at. Pujols hitting 2,000 RBIs maybe.
2: Heads would have exploded. Yeah. Possibly. Heads would have exploded. It's going to
1: happen in this next homestand. Possibly. <laughs> Probably. Probably. All right. Anything else we have to cover before we wrap up?
0: Um, Justin Upton. Do um, Is there any timeline in him? Probably not, right? I think we're still looking at June. That is disappointing, but yeah, it is what it is.
1: It's super disappointing to not have somebody in our lineup who can not drive in runs when they're on base when he's batting. Justin Moore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, seriously, though, Upton was terrible at driving in runners last year. That is true. His batting average with people's with runners in scoring position was not great, so hopefully that's different once he comes it's back. Got to be better than Boar, right? This year, um, I don't know. Yes, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all we have for this week. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Thank you for listening.